Hello, everyone. Welcome again. I'm so happy to have you here with us. Welcome to a turn of events where we help put a positive spin on the future of your business. I'm Annette Naif, the CEO and Creative Director of Naif Productions. We are a strategic event company based in New York City. We specialize in corporate, social, nonprofit, and weddings. And obviously, as most of you know, we're in a, a virtual world right now. So we're doing a lot of virtual events. And if you have a live event and you have no idea how to take it to a virtual platform, please reach out to us. I'm happy to give you advice. You don't have to hire us, but we would love to talk to you about your event and how you can make it profitable and fun and engaging. That's super important right now. So reach out if you have an event or you're thinking of doing a virtual event and you don't know where to start, please reach out to us. Also, if you are an event planner and you are looking to start your own event planning business, which is super exciting. I know a lot of people have lost their business, their, uh, comp, their jobs right now and uh, they might be thinking it was a dream that they wanted to do and they might be thinking about starting their own event business, please reach out to us. Or if you already have a business and you're just stuck and you don't know what to do because of things that have happened, businesses slowed down, happy to talk to you and give you some advice. But join us over at Event Planner Society. It's a Facebook group that we're just starting. We're super excited. And there's going to be lots of engagement. And eventually, I'm going to be doing a free workshop, which is going to give you lots of information about what to do with your business, how to price, how to talk to the clients, what forms to use, all kinds of stuff, how to do a budget, a timeline, run of show, all of that good stuff. So join us at event planner society and would love to see you there so my guest today is super great i love her to death jennifer radistitz she is the financial representative for northwestern mutual in chicago she empowers ambitious women with financial fitness plans that bring their bold visions to life so let's welcome jennifer how are you my dear oh i'm doing lovely thank you Awesome. So happy to have you. So why don't you talk to everybody? Tell everybody about who you are, your background, how you got to where you are today. Yeah, well, it's been a roller coaster of a ride, actually. Um, I'm I'm from a small town in Illinois, I'm just south of Chicago. I grew up in a farm, and uh, so I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, it's been quite a few things. Everybody kind of figures out where they're supposed to be growing, you know, getting out of college and all of that. And so I, I went through that. Um, and about a, uh, about a year ago now, I kind of had this, um, feeling that I just wasn't where I needed to be. I live with bull. I, I walk with my faith. That's pretty much how I go about life is just sticking with my faith and something was leading me to something better. And I prayed about it. And so I reached out to some people that I knew and I, I launched a business in December of 2019, um, my husband gave me his blessing, so we rocked and rolled, and I established my practice uh, with Northwestern Mutual in December, and it's been just a really fun ride where I've, you know, gotten to talk to so many people, especially women, and um, that's kind of the background a little bit. Yeah, and so what is your business? Tell everybody what your business is. Yeah, my business, I, uh, like you had mentioned earlier, I I impact women. That's my, that's my goal, is women wear a lot of hats. Um, we are business owners, we're moms, we're sisters, we're aunts, we're, you know, we're doing all the things, the laundry, the dishes. Um, and so to actually take a step back and look at a financial plan, whether it be for your business or for you personally, I mean, it takes a lot of time and research. And so what I do is come alongside women as their partner 
um, and just uh, be a sounding board and figure out what what direction they need to go. Everybody has a different path, a different journey, different goals and priorities. And so my job is to educate them on, you know, what tools are out there that can help them along their way. And we create plans together. Yeah, that's great. So our topic is, we're going to talk about getting out of our comfort zone, which is, you know, if you're, and I've said this before, if you're, if there's a, if you're stuck where you're at, as far as like, you're scared about the next steps, that means you should probably go there. Right. So a big thing, and I am confessing here that, you know, I've started this Facebook group and we can talk more about that, but I started this Facebook group and that's a big thing for me because it's a lot of work to manage it. You want to give great content. You want to be engaging. You want them to love you. I mean, anything you do, you, of course, you want your clients or whoever's participating in it. So I have a lot of resistance and I need to get out of my comfort zone with that. So um, why don't we talk a little bit about what are the biggest, so what are the biggest challenges in your job? Well, I started pretty much in a pandemic, so uh, that would probably be number one. Was that that's scary? Uh, trying to call somebody about their finances when they are out of work is not necessarily the best time to call them. Right. Um, so that's number one. Um, is just you know having that hardship that I had to face head on, um, and that's what pushed me outside my comfort zone. I had to take a big reality check. Um, at what I was doing and say, Hey, like if I'm going to get this business to work, I'm going to have to be unconventional. I'm going to have to do things that make me vulnerable. Um, and I'm going to have to just get out of my little country, you know, small town bubble (laughs) and really start putting myself out there. And that was the first step of really getting uncomfortable. And I think because of the pandemic, it forced me to do that. So what's the difference? I know you started the business, but you know, you've been doing this for a long time. What is the difference um, from pre COVID to now and how you're working with people? So how do you, you know, like, of course, calling people and talking about, you know, hiring you to help with their finances when they don't want to spend any money. So that can be kind of tricky. So how are you, how are you managing that? What, what steps are you taking to get out of your comfort zone with that? Well, I think the first and foremost, I built a personal brand. I think a lot of people work with people because they connect with them on a personal level. Right. And so I, that is very vulnerable for me because I am like really putting myself out there and everybody's kind of seeing and I'm hearing about it. Um, so I think that would be the first thing that got me to just go, Oh no, like this is what I have to do. Um, but what it actually did was it encouraged me to do that early on, like pre and like right during the pandemic to, to do this. And now I'm using that energy and momentum that I built during this time where everyone was like depleted um, and calls weren't necessarily about finance. They were about how can I help you? Where where are you at? Because at the end of the day, my job is to help people. And sometimes it's not a financial plan. Um, Sometimes it's just lending an ear, helping them and connecting them with the right person, which leads me to my next piece that got me out of my comfort zone is I really learned how to start efficiently, effectively, and intentionally networking, right? Yeah. Networking. Um, and just learning how to, now I have all these pools of people like you that I know who to send someone that needs an event, but I have a resource for that person. And in the big 
scheme of things, that's how my my clients evolve is they want to be better in their business. They want to be better in their work and their career. And that's going to allow them to make more money if they're connected with really good, great people that can get them to those places. And then, you know, eventually it comes back around to me. So um, I think that that's a, a big piece of my not, of what I'm doing is right. just connecting and being that person to lend, let, give people to other people. Right. Yeah. I think it's, I'm big on that myself. I'm always referring people and introducing people and connecting people. I think it's super important. And, um, you know, you and I met recently and I just thought you were fantastic and you know, you're just, it's really great to meet new people. And we've all had to get out of our comfort zone. You know, I have network a lot. I in, you know, personally in person networking, but <laughs> it's a whole different world now. So we, everybody's sick of zoom. We're sick of being on all these different platforms where we're on video, but that's what we have to do right now. And so you have to get out of your comfort zone with that and you have to do that. Um, it's the, it's, it's the new way of, you know, reaching out to people and, and getting your word out there of what you do. So, um, what are your biggest pain points? My biggest pain points, I think sometimes for me, um, is just getting quality in, in a financial world. Nobody wants to refer necessarily somebody to someone that's going to talk about their finances. Yeah. So, um, that can be a pain point, um, because just because they just, people pre-qualify other people and they're like, oh, you know, and that she got all of it together. Nobody knows whether you have it together or you don't have it together. Right. Only you know. And so I think that might be the biggest pain point is, um, if people could just take a step back and just want to lend a helping hand to someone else and then connect them with a really great person and then let that person make that decision versus pre-qualifying all these people. Yeah, um, building the relationship. Yes, exactly. Even with myself, I mean, you know, I have 30 years in the business. I know a lot of people in the industry. I have lots of great referrals, but at the end of the day, it's building relationships with people and getting them to trust you and like you, and, and then they want to work with you. So, you know, I think that's super important. So yes, finances are, you know, it's, it's definitely a tricky thing. And I think people are afraid to talk about their finances. I know I don't like talking about it. Sometimes. <laughs> um, but I do love finance. I actually, uh, should have done something in that field because I, I love math. I'm one of those girls that loves math. Thank God, because I got to put a lot of budgets together and they have to be accurate. So that's, yeah. but you know, when you're running a business, when you start your business, you spend a lot of money. And I had, you know, there's debt there from running the business. And, you know, I, I'm a girl who never had debt before I started my business. I had money in the bank. I never had debt. I had like one credit card and had a little bit on it just to keep some credit going. But, you know, that changes when you have a business. So you have to get comfortable. That was really uncomfortable for me um, to have like business debt. Um, but I needed it. I needed to have credit cards to travel and meet people and build my business. And I was able to do that through that. So it's hard to be smart with your money, especially if you come from a family that didn't teach that, like, you know, God bless my parents, but they're not financial wizards. They don't know. They don't know anything. They were so young when they had me, they were 17 and 18. So they didn't know how to even, you know, yeah. So if you don't have that, you know, knowledge, it's very good to, it's, it's important to hire somebody. So, um, so what has worked to overcome 
these pain points. So how are you getting through that? Uh, that again, it really kind of just goes back to networking. Yeah. Honestly, the more people you meet, you just overcome so many obstacles. Um, and what's really nice about my career and so many businesses is that you don't have to just beat a dead horse on somebody that doesn't want to work with you. Like, right. you have a billion people out there to reach out to and impact. Yeah. And so keep looking for more people, like keep introducing yourself, keep learning about their story. Um, and you know, also promoting them, yeah. Build them up, give them a shout out, support their small business. Yeah. And what that does is it really like just builds, if that's who you are and that's who I am, um, it builds that up and it, it's just extraordinary how it comes back around. If you just do those things. No, it truly does. And I know that you manage a networking group. Is that correct? I do. So I started a networking group in Chicago. It's called Success Champions Network. Um, and I did this because I just, I really, I got introduced to a gentleman in Texas who runs it. And Donnie, you um, were on my show last week. What's that? Donnie was on my show last week. Oh, good. He's fantastic. I love him. Yeah, I met him. And, you know, one of the things that he and I talked about and that I really loved about his group is I always felt like when I would go into conversations, I'm always giving referrals to everybody. Like I'm always trying to help people. I want them to make money. I want them to be successful and support their families and do all these things. This was before I was in finance. I've always been doing that. And I just always felt like that was never reciprocated back, especially when I took the bolt to join, you know, build my own business. And all of a sudden, everyone that I helped kind of like cringed up and like, didn't want to talk to me. And I was like, what? So, so I met Donnie and his group is all about just empowering each other right? Um, and being successful and having resources. And so I was like, what the heck? Might as well just start a Chicago chapter of people that are like-minded that just really want to impact others and make Chicago a great city. And I mean, what harm can that do? Right. If we have you know, incredibly ambitious people just wanting to build each other up. I mean, we can use more of that in the world, right? Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. And I love Chicago. Chicago. I'm a Midwest girl. I don't know if I, we talked about that, no. but I was born and raised in Michigan. So I'm a Michigander and nice. I'm from this area, which, you know, everybody laughs when you hold up your hand and show the, the mitt. But um, so, yeah, so I'm a Midwest girl. So I've been to Chicago a lot. And I love the Windy City, as they say. It's a, a great, great city. Um, so what do you do continuously to improve? I think I fail. Honestly, I think that's how I improve every time I fail. I, I do something wrong. I say something wrong and I have to fix it and then I get better. And if I'm doing everything right, I'm not doing something right because you're not getting out of your comfort zone. I feel like exactly. So I would say the way I, I have progressed forward um, in my entire life is I continually am not afraid to fail. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. And I think that's, you know, that probably goes back to my Facebook group. <laughs> it's like, I don't feel like I'm going to fail. I've been talking about this lately because this morning I'm in a networking group. I every, uh, every other week I'm in this women's group that I've been in for like eight years. And um, we did this thing, like, it's called a boulder. Like, so what's your biggest boulder right now? And what are you struggling with? And how can we help it? I brought up the Facebook group. So I keep bringing it up, waiting for that last thing to hear that's kicked me in the ass to keep going. And, and you know, I mean, I'm not going to give up. And I'm not even know what I'm afraid of. It's not even, 
I, I don't even know what I'm afraid of. It's the silliest thing ever. I think it's just the continual work of having to do it. But I've done tons of other things before. And I, I think it's so silly. It's so silly. But I just keep bringing it up because there's going to be something that somebody says that's going to eventually kick me into it. And I don't want people to feel that they're alone and feeling that way. Because if I come across as, oh, I have it all together and everything's great. It's not. It's like it's not. I'm figuring it out just like everybody else. Right. Yeah. Well, that's that's the that's the thing, right? With like social media, is you post where where you look like you have it all together. <laughs> and then it's like you post briefly about that you had a bad day, and the next thing you know, you get a br- call from your older brother asking you if everything's okay. And I'm like, dude, I'm allowed to have a really bad day and just let people know that this is normal. It's normal to have a bad day. No, it is normal, and we all have it. We're all human. We all go through it. So. Um, so another thing is, um, you know, obviously, um, to continually improve, you want to, you know, I read a lot, I'm watching podcasts a lot. Um, are there other things that you're doing? I mean, what, do you have any books or anything that you want to share? Like, uh, that might be helpful for people who are in their comfort zone. Oh my gosh. I'm looking at a stack of books right now in front of me. I have one that are just all, um, very women focused. I'm actually in a group called the P five project. Um, and so I have like, they, we, we get books from there. So I have a list of those, but a couple extreme ownership was a big one for me. Um, I don't fully know how to pronounce his name, but it's Jocko Willick. He's a former Navy SEAL. Um, and it's just awesome. It's taking Navy SEAL lessons and teaching them to like what I think it was. It's just, I might have messed. I might have messed that up. Maybe he's. I think he's Navy SEAL. Yeah, I think it's Navy SEAL. And what's the name of the book again? It's called Extreme Ownership. Extreme Ownership. So yeah. it's probably a lot of um, teachings on discipline because I think a lot of that is you know being disciplined. I have I'm pretty good at that. If I set my mind to something, I'm pretty good at that. It, it is about discipline, but it's also about understanding that you failed and owning up to it. Yeah, and not true. passing the blame onto someone else, and also understanding that you know there's different parts of the book where you're like you have to do things in a team, and sometimes it's that leadership of that team that can make or break. You can have everybody in a rowboat and the leader, if you just switch the leader, you have a weak, weak team and a strong team, the leader can bring down the strong team. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so it's just a lot about that. And I learned so much from that book. Um, I could go on and on about books. I also listened to a really great pod. I appreciate it. If you are sensitive to curse words, you should not listen to this podcast. <laughs> it is extremely, uh, it's hard on the ear sometimes, but I, I love the content. Um, it's called Real AF by Andy Frisella. Um, it used to be the MF CEO project. And I have learned so many small business skills from that podcast uh, alone. It is it is phenomenal. And it really makes you think. Great, great. And who is it by? Real, real well, Real AF. And it's by who? I was going to say real as fuck, but there you go. I mean, that's what, it's, that's what it stands for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So is it is it the actual name of they? He spells it out or he just says AF? AF. Okay. And um, the, it's by Andy Frisella. Andy Frisella. Okay, great. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. I mean, again, you might need earmuffs at times. That's okay. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, I'm known to swear. Uh, it's one of my bad things I do, but that's okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I do, and there you go. Um, so, um, 
Yeah, that's great. You know, I'm reading like five books right now at the same time, which is, you know, I just read. So you and I actually met at P5 Project. Uh, We met, she did a couple of two day virtual workshop. Was it two day, um, a virtual event? And it was actually really good. She had amazing uh, speakers. And one of the speakers on there was Kelly Roach. And I am actually, she's doing her live, um, she does a, a live launch, it's called Live Launch, and it's a workshop, a free workshop, which is how I'm modeling my my Facebook group and all of that. So I'm going to be launching an online program oh, um, for event planners. Yeah, so I'm kind of, and so from that, I got you, I got a couple other people that are great, I connected with Kelly, and so you, this is the thing, is you got to, you just never know where things are going to take you. Through you, I met Donnie. And now it's just like, and he was on my show last week. It's just so great. I mean, that's the power of networking. And eventually I forget where everybody is from, but you know, how I met people. Cause also doing events, you know, you meet so many people, but it's so great. And I just love it. I love connecting. So, um, uh, let's see, what are your goals for improvement? Oh gosh, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think goals of improvement, um, like any business owner, I think the first thing that comes to mind is spending more time with my husband. I know that that's not business related, but we often as women can get wrapped up in things. And um, I definitely sometimes let work get the best of me. Yeah. And I, I distance myself. I lock, especially work from home. I just lock myself in the office and my poor husband is like, oh, Hey, are you still there? Still my wife. Um, <laughs> so I think, you know, I, I could use some improvement in just carving out specific time for him, uh, date night or something like that. I think that's super important for all women to do, um, with your significant other, you know, man, woman, whatever it is, like you need, you need to carve out time for that significant other partner. Yeah. yeah. Um, And then in business related, I think it's um, continuing to push myself out of my comfort zone. It's working for me. I love it. I think it's fun. It's scary. It's it's so scary. Every time I post something on Instagram, I get scared. Like, what are all the people in my firm going to think of me that I posted this or whatever? And, you know, I kind of like that. I like the fact that I'm scared about it. Yeah. Well, we said that earlier. If you're if you're not scared, then you're, you know, Every time I'm scared, I'm like, okay, I'm on to something here. I'm yeah. definitely on to something. If you guys have any questions, don't hesitate to, to put them in the chat. So we want to, you know, get some questions here. Um, so what resources do you use that no one else would? Oh, that no one else. Okay. One of the best resources that I use. Okay. I'm terrible at grammar. I'm <laughs> terrible. Like I, you know how they make fun of people that can't say two, two and spell two, two and two or there, there and there and. Yeah, I am that person that always messes it up. So Grammarly is by far the best tool to have when you're writing emails, when you're posting, all these things. It's super cool. It's inexpensive. There's even a free version. And I just find that it makes me feel better um, and more confident about the emails I send out. So that is a tool that I think every business owner should yeah, no, I actually have it on. I think it, I've got it on some of my stuff, um, but it can be annoying at times because sometimes <laughs> you see all your mistakes. I know it's annoying. And then when I actually, when I write something and then I post it and then I open up Facebook, I'll see a couple things like, oh, darn it. I was like, oh, you know, 
but and then I go back and fix it because that's the beauty of it. You can go in and edit. So yes. uh, the edit button is my friend. That's for sure. Yes, for sure. Okay. So what values do you hold dear to your path in life? And I know you mentioned something about your faith and stuff, which I think is super duper important, but yeah, I would say the biggest, the biggest thing close to me is my family or or sorry, my faith. And then my family in that order, that's important. Um, so my faith is, is, is by far the most important to me. Um, and then my family, I, I adore my family. I was raised in an amazing family. Um, my dad and my mom, you know, were active in the church and they came to all of our sporting events and they just, they were like Superman and Superwoman. um, gave me really great foundations and things of that nature. So, um, there's that. And then I would say, uh, some other things that are just really important to me, um, are my, my, uh, sorry, finance, obviously. Uh, so it's like the four F's, uh, finance and then fitness. I absolutely feel that taking care of your mind, body, and soul is super important in being just your best self and showing up as your best self. So that's super important to me. And I try to keep that as kind of the core two of things that I look at. Yeah, I'm kind of the same on all of that. Um, I think they're all important. And when you're feeling good, it's going to portray out into your business and to other around other people. So I think that's really important. So I know that you are a financial advisor and you cannot like give advice because it's, you know, the rules of the the rules, but the rules, but like, what are some tips that you can give for financial fitness, a plan? So putting a, you know, just the basics of putting a financial fit, a fitness plan together. Um, well, I think thinking about, you know, the biggest thing, and this is not rocket science, um, (laughs) it's not anything crazy special, but I think the fact of having an emergency fund is one of the biggest things that you can do for yourself. Um, and I think a lot of Americans experienced that as they hit a pandemic and a lot of Americans were out of jobs and um, maybe didn't have that three to six months of living expenses put away. I mean, every financial guru, every book you read is going to pretty much say that. So, um, it's, it's just something that you you do. And I think you feel a lot more comfortable and that kind of goes into like just preparing for the worst financially. Yeah. A lot of times people, I mean, nobody thinks they're ever going to get sick or injured. We're all invisible and nobody ever is going to die. Well, there's one thing that's guaranteed in life. We're all going to (laughs) die. Hate to break it to everybody. Um, but it's just one of those things that, you know, you want to make sure your risk is managed. And then, um, if you're bringing in money for a family, how does, you know, how does that affect your family? If, if something happens to you financially, so you guys got to make sure you're thinking about those things. Um, and then also employer benefits, understand what you're getting through your employer. Um, so many people sign up and they're like, I don't know what I have. I think I have maybe have potentially signed up for extra but nobody actually knows. Right. <laughs> I think that is something that we um, we take for granted from our employers too. And we need to be really grateful that they offer those, but then also do our due diligence to read over what we have and how that plays into a fitness plan. Yeah, no, I think that's important. But as a, so what if you don't have an employer and you're a business owner? I know for myself, I obviously, you know, that I have to get my own health insurance and I have my own IRA, which is, you know, rolled over from my 401k for when I was back in the corporate world. 
yeah. and managing that. And next week we're going to, um, I have a, um, a, a guy that's been on, was he's retired from wall street for 30 years. So, um, he was on wall street for 30 years. So he's going to talk a lot about your, your portfolios and things like that. So we're going to get nitty gritty into all that fun Woo! stuff and the market and what's happening right now. So it's going to be kind of fun. But so what advice do you have for, you know, I probably could talk about that, but you know, I have um, an IRA, I have my health care. you know, I have my health insurance um, and I have put, I was lucky enough to put money away so that I have money in the bank. So when this happened and I learned that from 2008, when the economy crashed then, because right. I lost so much money in the market, which most people did, you know, my 401k was like, Oh my God, it was sad. Um, and I had a lot of money in there, but um, so I, that scared me because that was the first time in my life that something happened where I felt in, you know, I, I wasn't, it was not comfortable. It was, it was really not a, a good place to be when that happened. And I was very scared that, you know, I could lose my job and have no money. And then what would I do? Obviously, you know, thank God we did get some unemployment if it happened. But, um, so for business owners, wh what tips do you have with that? I think that's when you talk to a financial professional. Right. <laughs> I know that that was kind of like, I don't know, it was kind of like set up for me there. Thanks. Um, but I, I, I mean, at the end of the day, if you think about it, um, what you do, if I come to you and, and you have so many tools and resources that it would take me so much time to research and understand and look at and things like that. And so that's my job is to understand all these tools and what they are and how they work and, and a business owner's financial plan, a personal financial plan, all of these things. Like I'm, that's my job. That's what I'm my expertise. And so for those of you that are business owners, do what you're great at and then come get some help from me or someone that's in your network that you trust to get help on your financials because it's going to save money. It's going to um, make you sleep at night. Yeah. It, I mean, it's going to just make you rest assured. And so I think that if you just, yeah, get in front of the right people and be okay asking questions, ask questions. Yeah. Understand what, you know, just having the knowledge, even though it's scary, having the knowledge is, is a really good place to be. So um, what does the work luck mean to you? The word luck mean to you? The word luck, you know, I don't believe in luck. <laughs> so the word luck, um, I guess if I had to think about it, it would probably be, you know, something that happened that I didn't expect to happen, but I call that God. <laughs> so, uh, back to my faith, um, things that happen, I think, I don't think things are lucky if everything happens and there's a bigger man upstairs deciding what happened. Um, for those of you that maybe aren't spiritual, I think maybe you can reverse, you know, substitute God with luck. Um, and it works all the same, but yeah, I just think it's usually something that you don't expect to happen. Like me meeting my husband. I don't think some would call it luck. I would call it God. That's serendipity. Isn't something like that called serendipity where you I don't know, right? the right place at the right time, the elevator opened and yeah. whatever there, there's a movie on that, which is pretty fun. So, yeah, I mean, you know, so what does it mean to be all in? Like for you, what does it mean to be all in? Oh, I love this question. All in means you just jumped in that pool and you yeah. have no idea how to swim. Right. You just 
figure it out. And you don't have, I think when people go all into something, they're like, I'm all in, but really they have like a whole foot outside. Like they're they're not all in. Um, You don't have a plan B. I mean, because at the end of the day, if you're thinking about plan B, every time you have a bad day, you're like, oh man, I could just plan B and my life would be easier and I wouldn't have the stress. Your, your subconscious mind is already tricking you to be one foot out the door. Yeah. And so if you want to be all in, you need to be all in. And that's how I am with my marriage. I'm all in. There's yeah. not even one little piece of me that's out the door. It's all in. And when times get tough, I don't go, oh, it could maybe. No, here we are. We work it out. We figure out. We use our tools. We talk to people. We do these things. You are just in on it. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, it, you know, getting out of your comfort zone. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it leads back to that and being all in, getting out of your comfort zone, which, you know, I'm preaching over here. So, that's, yeah. you know, yeah. so, and it's, it's yeah. the way 2020. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, any last tips for this has been great. If you guys have any questions, this is your chance right now. We're right down at the end here. Um, what any last tips for getting out of your comfort zone? Just, you know, what is what should we be thinking? I mean, I, I kind of know what the answer is, but I want you to maybe I have a different answer for it. So what it, what else about getting out of your comfort zone? Yeah, just any last tips for getting out of your comfort zone. I think uh, you need to not take the influence of others also. And you need to um, maybe one person, just kind of example, when I got out of my comfort zone, I talked to some people, but usually people will try to pull you away from doing something too crazy. Um, and just because they're not, they're not ambitious enough to do it themselves. Yeah. So you need to kind of be able to block that out and, and know your goal, know your focus. If it's your husband, if it's your kid or whoever you're, you know, that's really in the game with you, maybe talk to them about it. But at the end of the day, you, you can't take outside influences because I can't even tell you how many people thought I was crazy for leaving my job, starting my business, doing a personal brand, yeah. um, starting a networking. I mean, all of these things that I've done, there's been, I've had so many people tell me, don't do it. Just stay with your corporate job. And um, I am so glad that I didn't listen to one of them. I know. I'm so glad I started my business too. Even though there's times in between all of this 10 years I've been in this business, you know, 10 years I've had my business, there's been times where I thought I can't, I, I don't know how I'm going to hold this together. How am I financially going to hold this together? Which is very scary. You know, I can do all the other things that go along with running the business, but financially I live in New York city. It's very, very expensive. Yep. Um, and I like to have a life. So, you know, I did used to like to travel, but I don't get to do so that so much right now, but that will change. Um, and I think also to go back on, um, you know, getting out of your comfort zone, if you're not sure, or you're stuck, get a coach, find someone, a financial planner who can help you with, if there's, you know, the financial side of a business is really important to understand. Um, you really need to know your numbers. You need to understand where you are. How are you spending? Where could you save? All kinds of stuff like that. I know when the first time, um, it took me several years to understand that I needed to know what my numbers were and I need to look at my bank account all the time and I need to understand that. I didn't like to look. You know, when you're not making money, it's not fun to look. No. But, but the minute I start, and I also do, and I don't know if you're familiar with Profit First, which I think is a really amazing program. You pay yourself first and, and then you you know pay everybody else. 
But when I started doing that and I really started paying attention, it became fun for me. Cause yeah. I was okay, so now I'm putting money. And before I knew it, I had accounts that were had money in them. And I was like, wow, that money came in fast. So it was like a game and it was really kind of fun for me. So I think getting the advice um, on what you need to do and how you need to make sure that your business is set up financially right and is super important. And then you can sleep at night because that's not, it's not fun. Yeah. And just another uh, little nugget, if you don't mind. Yeah, um, of course. One little thing also is that if you, a financial, you know, professional in your life is going to be great. But if you're really trying to get out of your comfort zone, I would encourage you to look at maybe like a business coach, or I know that these are, these are pretty, like everybody's out there talking about life coaches. Um, but just a coach that can push you, that's not telling you to not do that, but also triggering you to do things that you maybe never thought of doing. Um, I think there's a lot of value in, uh, professional coaching, um, and just for men and women. Yeah, like, and I have met through my networking, I have met so many incredible coaches um, that are just doing magnificent things. And part of it is saying, hey, get your finances in line. So, I mean, I do like that. But that's the thing is, you know, they're going to, they're going to listen to you. They're going to hear things that your your family's not going to hear. And they're going to encourage you to do things that your family may not encourage you or your friends. Right. Well, I've had a coach. I've had um, four coaches along the way. You know, each step of the way, things change. You learn so much and then you kind of advance and you want to go in a different direction. And each coach coaches differently, which is why I started coaching. I coach event planners on, you know, starting an event planning business or kicking their business, their current business up another notch or where does it go? And I started that by accident. Someone called and said, I need your help. Will you help me? And I had already had a coach. So I knew kind of the process of being coached myself. Yeah. But I think it's, and I say this all the time, I think it's really important to have a coach and someone to guide you because, you know, listen, I can, I can teach events. I can talk about running your event, but when you're doing it yourself, it's a whole nother ball game and you need someone to, to guide you and to, to give you the, the encouragement, the um, confidence to do what you need to do and keep you focused on what your goals are. Cause there's so many things going on with running a business. You know, you have to know so many things. So I think oh, yeah. having someone coach you is really super important, but so thank you so much. I had so much fun. This has been so great, great information. And I just love chatting with you and yeah. how can people get in touch with you? I know we have, we're going to, Kathy's going to put the information in the chat for you. Yeah. Everyone's listening, but, um, how can they find you? So you can go to my website. It's www.jenniferradistitz.nm.com. You can find me there. Um, my Instagram is pretty, uh, really where I spend a lot of time. So at jen.rads because radistitz is blocked. So we just abbreviated that. Yes. Um, you can email me jennifer.radistitz at nm.com or jenniferradistitz at gmail.com. Um, and then also I did notice cause I was watching the little things. It's Andy Frisella. So it's an F it's F R I S E L L A for the real A F. Um, okay. yeah. So oh, I just thought I'd, I'd throw that out there <laughs> so they don't look up the wrong person. Yeah. So it's F is in Frank E R C E L A. Okay. E L L A. And then the spelling of your last name is R A D O S T I T S. Yes, so exactly. Um, here's Andy's spelling of his name. There you go. And that's for the 
That's for the uh, Real AF podcast, which he said is really great. Lots of swearing, but that's okay. Got to get your point across. Sometimes people have to swear. I feel like sometimes I have to put a swear word in because then it's going to mean something more. So I try not to. That's where I read intelligent people swear. So I'm just going to go that I'm super smart. (laughs) I'm a genius. Just end on that note right there. Perfect. I love it. Exactly. All right, my dear. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Please, if you have any other questions in the chat, you can put them in, and we'll come back in later and answer them. But thank you, Jen, for being on the show. I really love talking to you. Absolutely loved it. Thanks for having me. Okay. Bye, everyone. See you next week. Join us next week because we're going to talk about where is the market going? How should we put our money in the market? What's going to happen with the election? All that good stuff. It's going to be kind of good. I know it's going to get juicy. We're not going to get political. However, we're going to talk about both sides. So um, I try to stay stay away from politics. All right, everyone. Take care. See you soon.